This podcast is a production of Schweitzer, a United Methodist Church, transforming lives by making disciples of Jesus Christ. looking for some way that I could serve within the church more than I was already doing. And I found an announcement in the bulletin one Sunday and I decided, you know, this is a great way for me to be able to kind of go from the classroom, because I'm a high school teacher, you know, into more of the spiritual realm and be able to share that passion with students. I have two kids and when they were born I wanted to get more involved with church and kind of learn how the kids ministry worked and so I started teaching in the Nursery. You actually get to play with toys and props to uh, teach kids and get them used to uh, service. Honestly, I'm just a big child myself. I remember when I was younger that I didn't have anyone there for me to, you know, coach me, tell me how to get through life, tell me how to shave, stuff like that. And I just really thought that these kids needed to. Well, the guys needed to learn how to shave, but you know. Bob was talking about ways we could serve and uh, ways we could um, find out how we could use our abilities and our passions to serve other people. And I've always done a lot of stuff with kids, and I just thought it seemed like a natural fit. And it's just phenomenal that their little brains are like sponges, and it's so rewarding to think about these kids are really learning. Well, I had one of the little little girls I've been over one time. She told me my breast milk bag. <laughs> the fun part to be working in the children's ministry because they're so very honest and open and genuine. One time they decided to just lead themselves and I thought oh no this is going to go south really quickly but after watching them like they led it better than us sometimes like it was it really brought the group into um, a whole new perspective into a whole new discussion and that's really what I wanted. Like, it's not. A, I don't have to be the one who has to teach as long as like they're hearing God's words. It doesn't matter who's saying. Everything is prepared for you before you even come in the door. Uh, you'll be teaching with someone. The connections that you make with the other adult volunteers and with the parents of the children that you are teaching and serving, um, it's it's a great way to join the Christian community in a new way. Even if like you're having the worst day, like everything's been going wrong, you come here and serve. It just all washes away. Like that's why I got involved, and that's why I stayed involved. Is because even when I don't feel close to God, when I feel like I'm not even the best Christian, I come here and serve, and it it takes away yourself. And that's really what God is all about. It's not being perfect. It's being it's living for Him. It's serving for Him. Especially youth ministry, you're able to more than just serve the church. You're able to serve students, and you're able to kind of impact them in a in a better way than you can ever imagine. So it's not just serving for yourself, you're you're able to serve for others and be able to kind of change their lives in a way. If you want to serve in kids ministry, you can contact Don Thompson. If you want to serve in youth ministry, you can contact me. Well, I love those testimonies. I love those witnesses. I love the the words of all those who are serving in our kids and our youth ministry. I love what Cody said in particular when he said that, well, have you ever had a bad day? How many of you have bad days yet? He said, well, I've had a bad day. I I come here 
and I serve, and it just kind of washes away. He says it's not about being a perfect person. It's not about being uh, the best Christian. Sometimes I, I am not the best Christian. And yet, when I get here, when I get around people, it all kind of washes away. I think that's the way it ought to be. That's the way it is in the body of Christ, the church. We have bad days, and we have times that we wish we could relive the moment or wish we could change things, but we can't. But when we get around people that love other people, when we get around positive atmospheres, when we get around folks that like to have fun, when we have a servant's heart, it, it just changes things. It changes your spirit and in mine. And, and that's the spirit of what we're doing today on this Serve Expo Sunday. We want everyone to be able to find their place to serve and to bless other people. And the youth and the kids ministry, they've got it going. So if you want to be a part of one of those dynamic ways of serving Christ here, please uh, check that box that correlates with your passion and ministry. Now today, what I want to do with you is to look at some Scripture together from Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians is a book that the Apostle Paul wrote to the early Christians, and he primarily wrote about the church. And in his writing about the church, when he gets to chapter 4, which is what we're going to be looking at, he talks about how that we're one body, how that we work together, that we're greater than the culmination of all our parts, that there's a synergy, there's an energy that happens, that there's Hardly anything more beautiful in life than to see the local church functioning and working together in union, in unity, and in love. So let's look at these words together. They're at the front of your Pray, Study, Grow, if you'd like to follow along there or on the screen. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all who is above all and in all and through all. There's an interconnectedness that we share together as the family of God. That we have the same Father. We have the same God. We have the same baptism. We, we've been baptized into the same faith. We have the same Holy Spirit that lives in, in each of us. There's an interconnectedness that we enjoy. And there is a unity that people can come together and have together through Jesus. Then he says there's gifts. The gifts that he gave were that some would be apostles. Apostle is, is someone that has a special gift. They're, they're like a spiritual entrepreneur. They can start new ministries. They can start new things. Some of us are like that. We're like apostles some of us are like prophets. We can speak forth the Word of God. We can speak truth into people's life. We might do it on stage on a Sunday morning. We might do it in the midst of everyday life. God speaks through us. God gives us words. Some are apostles, prophets. Some are evangelists. Some people have the ability to turn the light on where they make the truth of Jesus seem real and understandable to people that don't know Jesus. Some of us are like pastors. We might be an ordained pastor, but you know what? I've found many people that have a shepherd's heart that are never clergy, 
but they have a nurturing, caring, loving spirit. We have uh, three licensed or ordained pastors in this church, but we have many pastors. We have many shepherds. And teachers, we have people who teach the faith. Now, these are gifts. These are leadership gifts, and there's other leadership gifts like them. And the leadership gifts are given to equip the saints, to train people, to do the work of the ministry, to build up the body of Christ. Wow. So who, who does the ministry in the church? Who does the ministry? Is it the staff? Sometimes. But who is called to do the ministry, the work of the church? Not a trick question. Us, yes, all of us. We're all called to do that. We're all a part of this. To build up the body of Christ. To all come to the unity of the faith. I love that. And of the knowledge of the Son of God. To have this personal relationship with the Son of God. S is capitalized, referring to Jesus. We have this personal knowledge of the Son of God until we all come to the maturity, to the full measure of the stature of Christ. Yes, I have a 15-month-old grandson, and he is a hoot. And yesterday we get the book out, and we've got the book out three times within an hour. And he knows he can point to tiger, and he can point to bird, and he can talk to frog. And when we do frog, i got to do the ribbit. Ribbit. But he did something yesterday that blew me out of the water. I had my cardinal shirt on. He pointed to the STL. And I said, cardinals. And later on, I'd say, Oren, point to cardinals. Point to the STL. We bump heads. We do crazy things. I mean, I am really, really thrilled about seeing my grandson develop as a 15-month-old would. Now, if he's still doing the same things when he's 15 years old, I'll be a little disappointed. The Apostle Paul is saying, we all want to grow up. It's not good if we just stay at the same level of maturity in our spirituality, in our understanding of God. We are all called to grow up and not remain babies. And so he goes on to say, We must no longer be children tossed to and fro about every wind of doctrine by people trickery or by the craftiness and deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love. We must grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. Speaking the truth in love. What's the truth? This is not about truth-telling. This is about the truth that is in Jesus. Jesus is the truth. You know, sometimes we Christians or some churches might think that we're called upon to reinvent the essential core of the faith from generation to generation. That's not true. We are given the truth in Jesus Christ. So some churches may be very loving but have forgotten about the truth, the essence of the truth that is in Jesus. 
On the other hand, some of us Christians or some churches, we might get our doctrine just down perfectly. We know all about the truth of Jesus, but we are harsh and we are cold and we are judgmental. What I love what the Apostle Paul is saying to us, he says, speak the truth in love, speak the truth about Jesus, but don't ever, don't ever talk about Jesus without having a loving spirit. See the beauty of both balancing and the calling that all of us have? Speaking the truth in love, we grow up in every way into Christ the head, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by every ligament with which is equipped as each part is working properly. Love that. Every part working together, doing its function, promotes the body's growth and building itself up in love. Man, I want to be a part of a church like that. I believe I am a part of a church like that. A couple of months ago, at the urging of my wife, I joined the Cox Health Fitness Centers. The other place where I worked out uh, went defunct. And so at Susan's urging, and where would we be without our spouse's encouragement or our friend's encouragement. I joined there. And just recently, I sat down with a trainer, Greg. And Greg says to me, I love his approach. He says, Bob, what do you want to get out of this? What do you want to get out of your exercises? And I said, well, you know, I basically want to build up my core strength. Uh, (laughs) I don't want to bulk up. I mean, who am I kidding here, right? So I want to build up my core strength, and I would like to lose a little bit of weight around the stomach. I said, you know, Greg, I said, you know, that when you lose weight, the last place you lose weight is here. Greg says, I hate to contradict you, Bob, but uh, you lose weight proportionally in every part of your body. It's just you've got more to lose right here. And then he said, Bob, you need to remember that 80% of what you do is what you do in the kitchen, not in the gym. Thank you, Greg. But with Greg's counsel, I get the idea. I've got a no-nonsense, truth-telling kind of guy that's going to help me. And so we go up and we hit the equipment. And in the equipment, Greg has several things to say. He says, first of all, it's quality over quantity. It's not about lifting lots of weight. It's about doing the procedures properly. And it's going deeper. It's doing three sets of everything you do. Don't try to do too much. Don't try to lift too much. It's quality over quantity. And then he said, it's about balancing your muscle groups. He says, the fly machine, that's great for that because you sit one direction and you exercise one set of muscles and then you turn the other way and you exercise the other set of muscles. And so he's got me doing eight different procedures Three sets of each of those procedures, and with each procedure, there's a corresponding weight group or muscle group that I'm working on developing. It's all about balance, he says. And then he says, you've got to change it up. <clears throat> Whoever invented the idea of exercise routine just didn't understand it. Because the body gets used to what you're doing, <clears throat> and if you want to progress, if you want to even maintain what you're doing, you've got to change it up. And so every month or so, change out what you do. 
So I'm listening and watching and observing and I'm doing what he tells me to do. And I've noticed the truth of the wisdom of the three things that Greg told me to do. Quality over quantity. You've got to have balance in your muscle groups and you've got to change things up. And you think about the church. You think about our individual part in just living life and serving life. It's quality over quantity, friends. You know, on this Serve Expo Day, when you think about serving in the church, we don't want anybody to do more than they should. It's not about running yourself crazy. It's about finding something you like to do that you're fairly good at or you'd like to try that's different. And you're doing it. And you find your place. And, you know, if you can't do it with joy, good grief, don't even do it. But it's quality, quality over quantity. Sometimes churches, individuals too, we do too much. We try to do too much. We take on too many things. So it's quality, doing what we do well. It's balancing things out. At Schweitzer, we believe that we're here to serve each other. We're here to serve each other on Sunday mornings as we gather. There's something important about the body of Christ in this building, on this campus, ministering to each other. But we also believe that the corresponding muscle group is to serve the world, to serve out into the community, to make a difference and impact here on this campus, but to serve outwardly on the campus to others. When you look at the brochure and you look at the different headings and the different primary ways that we serve, you'll find that many of those ministries primarily are about serving the church. And there's many ministries that it's about the church serving the community. And you know what? I think to stay alive spiritually as a person, I've got to be doing both. I've got to be about building up other people here. But I also want to serve the marginalized or the poor or the forgotten or wherever it is that God wants me to see what's often invisible to most people. I want, to, I want to do both. Now, with that spirit, one of the videos we want to show you today is the missional team videos. The missional team is the basic concept that we build relationships not always by doing Bible studies or prayer together, but we do relationship building by going out and serving a, a need in the community. So I want you to watch this video, and then we'll talk about it. Missional teams are outwardly focused small groups that are organized specifically around serving missionally with specific groups of people. And a few years ago, we had some Schweitzer men that engaged in a ministry in Springfield at the Family Violence Center that is something pretty similar to what we're doing with some of our new missional teams. We decided we, we should go down to the Family Violence Center probably every couple of weeks. And the idea was to uh, be um, um, good male role models, which would be different uh, to the ones that the, the kids had seen down there. Uh, and, and so that's what we did. Serving with the other members of our group when we were serving at the Family Violence Center was very rewarding. Um, 
It was an opportunity to build lasting relationships with people that I hadn't known before, um, and those relationships continue on to this day. Uh, we got some donated food. Phil Stocker donated the food because he owns the McDonald's. And then we took the food down, and uh, about half a dozen guys every couple of weeks we met with the, with, with, with the kids. We prayed with them, and we fed them, and then we did act activities. We just generally had a good time. And it's developing the relationships with the kids so when you come back next time, they were looking forward to seeing you. I think it's important that everybody find a way to serve out the community because it's an opportunity to live out your faith. Regardless what effort you put into it, you are always rewarded more. It's an opportunity to build relationships with other people in the church community as you serve, and those relationships are long-term and lasting. But, you know, very often um, you don't know the good you're doing when you're doing these, uh, um, um, these missions. But when you do know you've done some good, it's pretty darn cool. If you'd be interested in serving on a missional team or find out more information about them, you can see me at the Serve Expo today or you can contact me, Jeff Fugit. I remember when those guys were doing that uh, ministry, and I remember how pumped they were. I remember how excited they were. I remember about the relationships that built just among them. You know, we men sometimes, we don't, we're not really good at picking up the phone and calling a friend and saying, you know, you want to talk or you want to get together. I mean, we have to have a reason. And so missional groups provide that reason for men. But you don't have to be a man. You can be a woman. You can be a man. Anyone of any age that wants to do something in ministry to touch the lives and impact other people out there in the community. Maybe you've got an idea. I invite you to talk to Jeff Fugit today at back at the expo table where he's serving. So there's something about serving together, isn't there? We don't serve in isolation. We build relationships. The praise team sitting over here, I know they they build relationships among themselves in just the practice, in praying with each other and for each other. And that's true of every ministry component. It's about enjoying each other. It's, It's about really loving on each other. And some of the greatest relationships happen, not certainly at a committee meeting or even at a Bible study, but, it, but it's serving with other people. Sometimes as families, I see families standing at the door on Sunday morning greeting people. Or you can go to Friends Against Hunger a week from Saturday and whole families can stand there together packaging meals, making a difference. You, you find friends, you find other people. And you invite them to serve with you. You know, I love it when people who are a part of the body of Christ, who believe in Jesus, invite people that don't necessarily know Jesus or have a relationship with Jesus or are not sure they want to be a part of the church. But invite anybody and everyone to serve with you. Because what I found is compassionate, caring people meet Jesus on the road. Wherever that's happening, Jesus has a way of showing up. So I want to invite you today on 
this Serve Expo Sunday to find a place where you want to serve. Let's walk through the brochure very quickly together and just hit some of the highlights. But you'll notice that the brochure you've been given as well as the card correlates with each other. And there's the Pittman Partnership. And their table is outside, just outside the door, the west entrance on the sidewalk. And you can find someone that represents each of those three different ministries that we're doing at Pittman School. In worship and music, there's a lot of different areas in which you can serve. Maybe you want to be on part of the drama team. We certainly are in need of more instrumentalists. Check out where you want to serve in terms of worship and music, if that's your gift. If you're one of those persons where, you know, I, I just need those special days where I can sign up for a couple hours, Friends Against Hunger is that opportunity today, a week from Saturday, to be a part of over 100 people that serve there with Schweitzer. First impressions, what an important ministry this is, to make everyone feel welcome. How many of you have ever uh, eaten or drank anything here on Sunday morning? Uh, you know, one of the things that we're in need of is simply more people on a rotating basis who are willing to serve, not all morning long, but a couple hours on a rotation basis, some food and drink, and the good thing is you can eat some of the profits while you're working. But there's lots of ways that you can serve in first impressions. In the media ministry, one of the things that's probably the easiest to do is the slides operator, and yet one of the most important. Ren is back there right there. And what we're doing is we're creating an option for a slide operator in modern worship, the two services, or in traditional service, the two services. And I'm told I could even do it. But I could do it. All right. So that may be something you want to do. Again, these ministries are rotated and it's fun. So think about maybe there's an area in media ministry you want to check out. Missional teams, we've talked about that. Is there an idea, a passion that God is putting on your heart that you may want to check out and pay attention to? The kids and youth ministry, we got it going. And there's all kinds of different ways that you can serve through kids or youth ministry directly or indirectly with the kids based on your energy and your strength. You can serve in Transformation Hub. We're changing lives in this community through our garden, through Jobs for Life, through our food pantry. Those are three dynamic ministries in which we're connecting directly with other people and helping them to get better at who they are and to also learn from them. And then there's those other ministries. There's the people that we often forget about. There's the people in prison. Our patch ministry takes children whose mothers are incarcerated in Chillicothe, Missouri, once a month up to make that connection with family. There's probably 50 to 75 members of our church that are homebound, and they're visited once a month by someone in the parish. There's a new ministry for those who just want to write notes that's starting today. Those ministries are out on the sidewalk too. This is the point. Find the place where you want to serve. Remember, it's, it's quality over quantity. It's not doing too much. 
but it's doing what God is calling you to do, to do it well in the spirit of compassion, giving it all you got. It's building the muscle groups. It's making sure that we don't get ingrown, that we think about serving others in this place and out in the community. What is it that God is calling you to do in the body of Christ? And if you know what that is today, I would invite you to take this commitment card as the band is coming up in just a moment, and they can come on up if they want, uh, to come on up and, and place that commitment card in one of these baskets on the altar railing. If you know where you want to serve and you're already doing it, or you want to commit to a certain area, check that box. And during this time of worship, feel free to go ahead and just place that commitment card. But either way, after worship, find that table, find that place, find that ministry in the foyer, in the fellowship center, out on the sidewalk, or up in the landing, and talk to someone that represents the passion of where you want to serve. In Mozambique, that's one of the poorest countries of the world, when they take up an offering, man, they know how to do it. All the people come forward and they, they place their commitments in the baskets. They, they bring their cash or coins if they have currency. Many times they just have a commodity, maybe like a live chicken or something. and They bring what they have. There was a little boy that realized in this spirit of worship and generosity and wanting to give, he had nothing to give. But then all of a sudden that little boy came forward and he had an idea. He stepped in the basket and he said this, Here am I. Take me.